This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 182. The Biggest Reasons You Haven't Changed Your Habits by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net. And I'm your host and narrator, Dr. Neil. Happy Tuesday, welcome back to Optimal Health Daily where I read some of the best health and fitness blogs to you, sometimes with a little bit of commentary at the end. And don't forget, I answer your questions every Friday so you can send one in at oldpodcast.com. If you do, the bonus is you'll be entered into small special raffles to win books from us. And the next raffle, if you can believe it, is in just four days. So make sure you send in the question before then. Now, for those of you that are longtime listeners, Leo Babauta's name probably sounds really familiar. I read a lot of his posts here on my show. But this past weekend, I was able to finally put a face with a name. I happened to watch the documentary, The Minimalists, who happened to be good friends of our show. And sure enough, Leo Babauta was featured there. He was interviewed as part of the documentary. Now, if you haven't seen The Minimalists documentary on Netflix, I highly encourage you to do so. It's really, really interesting. And again, The Minimalists are friends of all of our podcasts. And so it'd be nice to show them a little love too. And in fact, many of the books our raffle winners win each month from us were donated by The Minimalists. All right, let's get right to Leo's post as we optimize your life. The Biggest Reasons You Haven't Changed Your Habits by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net. Like a chump, I struggled for years to change my habits. I started an exercise program or diet with unrestrained optimism probably a dozen times. I threw away all my cigarettes and tried quitting smoking about seven times. I tried waking up early, reading more, writing daily, getting out of debt, watching less TV, and failed at all of those. It feels horrible when you can't stick to habits, and I constantly felt bad about myself. What I didn't realize back then, until I started successfully changing my habits in late 2005, is that it wasn't a matter of me not having enough discipline. It was a matter of doing habit change all wrong. I was making some big mistakes when it came to habit change, and once I fixed those mistakes, I got immensely better at sticking to changes. If you're struggling with habit change, here are some of the mistakes I used to make in hopes that it will help you too. One, not changing your habit environment. We often rely completely on willpower to stick to habit change, but in practice, that rarely works. Much better is changing the environment around you. Make it easy to do your habit by putting your running shoes next to your bed and sleeping in your running clothes, for example or having lots of healthy food around you, or writing out small steps you can take in your spare time to reduce debt. Make it hard to do the things you don't wanna do by getting rid of all the junk food in your house, or setting up accountability with friends with a big consequence for missing exercise or eating fast food, or put your TV in the closet, or unplug your router and give it to someone to hold for a couple of hours. Be smart and figure out how to change your environment so your habit succeeds, and if it fails, change your environment some more. Two, you expect comfort. Habit change is by its nature uncomfortable, but most of us want to do the same things we've always done and never be uncomfortable. It's why most people don't exercise, because they dislike the discomfort. If you allow yourself to be open to discomfort at least a little at a time, you'll be less likely to quit. Don't like running? Just do a little of it and be willing to push through a little discomfort. What you learn is that there's nothing wrong with being uncomfortable, and this becomes a superpower for changing any habit. Three, you don't start small. 
Most people are optimistic and try to make too big a change. There's so many reasons to start small with a habit change that I can't even list them all. But let's take some of the most important. If you start small, the discomfort of change isn't overwhelming. If you start small, you overcome the problem of inertia and not getting started. You also overcome the problem of burning through all of your enthusiasm or using up your willpower reserves. You make it impossible to say no, impossible to fail, if you start small. Some examples. Meditate for two minutes. Just get out the door and run for a minute. Eat one vegetable a day. Or smoke one time less per day. Four, you have unrealistic fantasies about the habit. When we start a habit change, it's usually because we have some kind of picture in our heads about how great our lives will be once we make this change. We'll be healthy and fit and sexy. Our lives will be uncluttered and simple and beautiful. We'll be happy. Unfortunately, changes in reality are pretty much never as we fantasized about, and so we become disappointed and discouraged. A better approach is to realize that these fantasies or ideals aren't true. Hold on to them loosely and instead focus on an approach of curiosity. What is it like to change? What is discomfort like? How can I be happy in each step along the way instead of only at my goal? Five, you start right away. I don't know how many times I threw away my cigarettes at a moment's whim, deciding that moment to quit smoking. What I realized is that starting immediately is a bad idea because it meant I was taking the change too lightly. The habit change was as small a commitment as taking out the trash and as easily put off, except that if I kept putting it off, it didn't stink as much as the trash. So I learned a better way. Set your start or quit date in the future, at least a few days, maybe even a week or two weeks. My quit date for smoking was November 18th, 2005, and I marked it on my calendar and it became important. I wrote out a plan, had replacement habits for triggers like stress and being around other smokers, set up accountability, and I read about it. The habit change then took on importance, and so I was much less likely to just drop it. Six, you don't have accountability. One of the best ways to change your habit environment is to set up accountability. Create a challenge and tell people about it. Set a consequence for failure. I've asked a friend to throw a pie in my face if I didn't stick to a change, for example. Join an accountability group. Report daily. Ask them to not let you fail and slip away. The accountability will help keep you on track when all the other things fail. If you can fix these habit mistakes, and they're fairly simple to fix, you'll be increasing your odds of success a dozenfold at least. These fixes changed my life, and I hope they change yours too. You just listened to the post titled, The Biggest Reasons You Haven't Changed Your Habits by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net. I really like all of Leo's suggestions. In the past, you've heard me say how important it is to change your environment. Little changes in your home environment, for example, can make a huge difference when it comes to, let's just say, your snacking behavior. And again, for those of you that listened to Brian Copeland's podcast where I was a guest last week, you heard me talk about this. And I love Leo mentioned starting small. And I really like that he mentioned how if you start small, it's not as uncomfortable. The one thing I would add here is the idea of anchoring your new habit or your new behavior. Here's what I mean. Let's use Leo's example of the goal to meditate for two minutes a day. I love that. Two minutes doesn't sound like a whole lot. You might think, what's the point? 
But if you start small, it won't seem as bad. You'll be like, I can meditate for two minutes. I have enough time for that. And then what ends up happening is maybe you meditate for five minutes instead of just the two minutes, or maybe seven minutes or 10 minutes. That's really the key here, but I digress. Let me get back to this idea of anchoring your behavior. So if we wanna meditate for two minutes a day, here's what you can do. Let's say your normal morning routine looks something like this. Your alarm clock goes off, you sit up in bed, turn, put your feet on the floor, walk to the sink, and wash your face. Let's say that's what you do pretty much every morning. That's your normal habit. If you wanna incorporate two minutes of meditation, and maybe you wanna incorporate it first thing in the morning to start your day off right, here's how you do it. When your alarm goes off in the morning, you sit up in bed, and instead of turning and putting your feet on the floor to go wash your face, you sit up in bed and you meditate for two minutes. Then you turn, put your feet on the floor, walk to the sink and wash your face. Do you see what happened there? All you did was incorporate a new behavior into your already pre-existing habit. It can be as simple as that. That's what I mean by using an anchoring behavior. Your anchoring behavior is the one you normally do. Then, as part of that, you just insert a new behavior that's really simple and quick and easy to do, like meditating for two minutes. To me, this is one of the most powerful things you can do to begin a new habit. All right, like I mentioned at the top of the show, I answer your questions right here on the podcast every Friday in special Q&A episodes. You can ask me anything related to diet, fitness, nutrition, stress management, and lots, lots more. Just call and leave me a message with your question. The phone number is 61-I-LOVE-O-H-D. Or you can also send in an audio question through our site, oldpodcast.com. That's a little more friendly if you wanna do multiple takes and hear yourself before sending it in. And by the way, if you do send in a question, you're entered into special small raffles to win books from us every month. And the next drawing is in just four days, if you can believe it. I hope you have a great rest of your Tuesday. I'll see you on tomorrow's show where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this show and Optimal Living Daily, the brother podcast of this one. Literally, I'm Dr. Neil's brother. If you like the format of this show, you'll love Optimal Living Daily too, where I also read to you from blogs, but cover other topics like personal development, finance, and minimalism from bloggers like Derek Sivers, The Minimalists, Zen Habits, and many more. So for more amazing content read to you for free, come subscribe to Optimal Living Daily too, and together we'll optimize your life. You've been listening to Optimal Health Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift, as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us, and remember, your optimal life awaits.